Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. yourself as the captain of your own ship. You're about to embark on a long sea voyage to far corners of the world. So what do you do before taking off? You go over your pre-sale checklist. And what does that list look like? That's what we'll talk about here on the show today. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He's the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. And Pat, we're going to be a little bit themey today as we have this analogy of sailing and being the captain of your own ship. And of course, Pat, before you go on any type of voyage like that, you would go over your checklist, right? Make sure you've got everything that you need. I think we probably need to do the same thing with our retirement, right? Do we have kind of a pre-sale checklist for retirement? Is that something that you think people ought to have? I do, and I, I think you're right, Jen. Now, I, I will admit, before we go too far down this analogy, I have not actually captained my own ship before. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but I think you're pro- – I'm going to presume you are correct that there would be a pre-sale checklist. So I think we're on solid ground. Why there, right? wouldn't there be? I've yes. seen so many movies about yes, these that's types right, of that's things. Yes, that's right. That's right. Right. So, um, <laughs> so yes, um, as far as the retirement checklist, um, that seems uh, like a no-brainer to me. I mean, uh, you wouldn't just retire and then sit back and think, oh, how am I going to pay for this, right? So there right. has to be some forethought to it. Uh, and as, as I thought about this topic, I thought, well, let's go really big picture first. So what are the main things you're thinking of? First of all, I was thinking of the who, what, how, and why. So the who is, if you are single, then it's just you. But if you're married, you probably want to be having a discussion about this before one or both of you retires. Um, the what may sound like an odd question, but I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people do uh, retire and never work again, but that's not for everybody. And so some people like like to work part-time, whether it's consulting in their normal job uh, or it's doing something completely different. And then the how and the why, I think, are things that we can kind of unpack as the show goes along. So let's talk a little bit about, I guess, a little bit more about the why or maybe the when most people decide to retire, Pat. Do they do this based on their age or the amount that they've saved? Or, or maybe is there a recommended time to look at for when, when you're going to retire or why you might go ahead and retire? Yeah, I think that there's certainly no magical age or age range, Jen. I think there is a general ballpark time frame. I mean, it's very rare to see someone retire, you know, outside of maybe just throwing out numbers, maybe 50 to 70 mm-hmm. for the basic fact of being most of us, unless uh, we are, you know, born into an independently wealthy family, you need some time to actually build up some reserve of savings to, to retire off of, right? We can't, you know, retire at 28 after, you know, working for six years <laughs> or something like that. Right. And of course, uh, you also would have the problem of if you retire at 30 and you, if you lived in 90, now you've got six 60 years of income you've got to cover. So the math is very challenging there. But I think to me, when I think of the why most people retire, that's really one of the more fascinating things about what we do is because we get to meet so many different unique people and it's so different. Uh, For some people, it's the stress of their current uh, employment and the difficulty and the challenge that that brings to them that they want to escape from. Um, For some, it's just lifestyle and, you know, the, the bucket list of things that they've always wanted to do. And for others, maybe it's freedom of just having the choice of what they're going to be doing in retirement. Um, So there's a lot of reasons on the positive end of the scale when you are controlling it. I also 
always want to make sure our listeners remember that not everyone retires by choice. And the two most common Mm -hmm. other reasons would be uh, someone who's downsized and also for health reasons. And, you know, as a firm that helps people through that retirement process, we've unfortunately seen those as well. Um, You know, sometimes someone gets downsized or they have a health scare and they can't work anymore. So one of the first questions they're going to have is, do I need to go try and figure out if I can work again or am I able to retire? And so those are some of the questions that we answer for people if they do unfortunately have one of those circumstances. I think that's a really interesting point when we think about why people retire. I wonder if some people, Pat, do this because it's the status quo. I'm just expected to do this at some point, so why not retire? But regardless of what your reason is or when you decide to do this, what are some things we should be asking ourselves about our retirement to make sure that we fully understand what we're getting into? Well, I certainly think that um, thinking, actually thinking about what you're going to be doing and spending your time, you know, wh- how are you going to be replacing all those hours that you'd be working? That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most people are doing that. But sometimes people are so focused on just the escape from the stress of their job that um, some, it can be a little bit of a shock <laughs> when they, you know, have that first Monday morning and they can stay home and they're just kind of like a now what, right? <laughs> so I think that's important. But, uh, you know, kind of starting to narrow into the financial realm. I think we could really sum it up in a couple of ways, Jen. The number one financial fear of Americans is running out of money. So the biggest question is, will my money last as long as I may live? And then the second thing is, uh, and this could go for anyone, but especially married couples, will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? I mean, those are really two of our biggest fears, I think, Mm -hmm. um, as far as the unknown, as far as going into retirement. And those are the kinds of answers that um, we're often on a you know daily basis working with our clients and helping them answer trying to help uh, provide them with peace of mind to know that they have a plan so they don't have to lie awake worrying about those types of things and all of that comes from having a plan and building that and having it what we call custom built for you and if you don't have a custom built retirement plan the first step that we offer is a five-step retirement review to get started give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE this is at absolutely no cost and no obligation. So call now at 803-9-RETIRE if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. And if it's easier as you look at your phone and you just want to punch in the numbers, that's 803-973-8473. That's 803-973-8473. Pat, what can we do to get the most out of those Social Security benefits? Well, the the two primary things, of course, you know, I think we've we've done hour long shows on Social Security, mm-hmm. Jen, so we could yep. really go down this path. But <laughs> the two fundamental things that we always want to say is there's a difference between maximizing and optimizing your Social Security benefits. So maximizing your benefits just means making them as large as possible. The strategy for that is actually quite simple. You just delay them as long as you possibly can. And uh, so you can defer your Social Security benefits up until um, age 70 and have them continue growing. Um, so that's that's the simplest answer to that question. But what we argue people should really be thinking about is how do you optimize your Social Security benefits? And all that means is building it into your income plan. And oftentimes people are surprised to find out that just delaying it is not always the smartest thing for you. So it may be for your next door neighbor that the best thing for them to do is to try and delay their social security until 70. But for one of many different reasons, it might make more sense for you to take it at full retirement age. And so what we want to do is we want to create a comprehensive income plan factoring in how much you want to spend in retirement and then all the different places you're going to get income from and help you build the optimal social security plan for you. Pat, what are some strategies for Social Security that married couples might think about? Because that's one of those situations where we do want to be strategic so we can make sure we get the most out of this, right? Yeah, and Social Security planning has really grown tremendously over the last handful of years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of that is due to the planning community, you know, really 
uh, being better educated. Um, you know, when I started 23 years ago, there was no software for Social Security. There mm-hmm. was, you know, hey, claim it whenever you can, or maybe you want to delay it if you're still working. And that was about as far as it went, you know, a couple decades ago. Right. So we're learning just how complicated it is. Even someone who is an individual, there's all kinds of different ways that they can claim their Social Security, especially if they are a widow or if they're divorced, because there's so many different variations of options that you can use. But if you're a married couple, there are literally hundreds of combinations of choices. So you really want to make sure you have a Social Security analysis done. Once again, I'll, I'll summarize it in a couple things. What we try and build for our clients, Jen, is we're creating a custom-built retirement plan, which has an income plan component to it, is first and foremost, we want to figure out how do we squeeze as much income as possible out of your entire nest egg and Social Security benefits, um, and especially if you both live a long time. So that's step number one. But then as uh, when you're married, there's a big second component to that, which is how do we protect the surviving spouse if one of the two of you passes away? Because uh, what's not talked about a lot is um, if you are a married couple and one spouse passes away, the surviving spouse simply keeps the higher of the two payments. So the good news is you get the higher of the two. The bad news is that means you're automatically losing that second payment. So that's a pretty big deal in most families. So this is the kind of analysis. It's not fun to talk about, but that's reality, right, Jen? We have so many people that are single in retirement because they've lost a spouse. Mm. So we need to make sure that uh, we are protecting each of you to make sure uh, if something happens to one of you that that the surviving spouse is protected. And then, of course, uh, we're also planning for and hoping that both of you are going to be around. So we want to build a plan that captures all of the different possibilities and really puts you in a great position Uh, financially, regardless of what kind of comes down the road. So that's all part of what we call a written retirement income plan, which we believe has to be the foundation to a successful retirement plan. If you don't have a written retirement income plan, we would urge you to call right now at 803-9-RETIRE to get started. We call that process our five-step retirement review. Call that number again at 803 Nine retire. There's absolutely no cost and no obligation if you've saved at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars for retirement. Call now at eight zero three nine retire. If the wind dies down on your voyage through retirement, how do you keep moving forward? We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. You define your future. You have choices. You can choose to be the author of your own life story. We all know the stock market is like a casino. You put your money down and you hope you win. But there's so many things beyond your control. When it comes to your money and your retirement, there are things that you can do to help protect yourself. Finding the right financial advisor, somebody who puts your interests first and helps you build a plan that takes into account what might happen with financial markets is an example of you choosing to be prepared. Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialist have helped hundreds of individuals and families plan for retirement. Economics and politics, they're beyond your control. But making a call to plan for those things is a choice you can make today. Call Preservation Specialist at 803-9-RETIRE. Choose to be prepared. 803-9-RETIRE. Rembeck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment Advisory Services off of Kalos Capital Inc. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He's the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. RetireWithPat.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Now, today we've got this boating analogy that we are working through on the show today. When you're sailing, you expect the wind to blow to keep you going. That's what you're doing when you're sailing. But if there's no wind, what helps you keep moving? You, you might have an engine, so do you have enough gas to keep that running? The whole point here is you don't want to be stuck without a paddle. You don't want to be going nowhere. You, you need a means to go forward. And that's the same thing that you need to do in retirement. So, Pat, to me, that's having income. If you run out of income, that's pretty much running out of gas or <laughs> the wind dying down and you're just sitting there. What are our options for generating income in retirement and income that's going to keep moving? 
Yeah, that's the bottom line, right, Jen? And um, this is an area that I really get frustrated with kind of the financial media of, you know, the news that we hear about finances is almost always focused on, you know, the stock market and growing money and things like that. And it's not that those things aren't important, but this is when you really stop and think about, well, why are you saving money and why are you investing? Mm -hmm. For most almost all people, the real reason is not to get the highest return or to have the biggest pile of money. It's ultimately to create income. So remembering, you know, what your entire purpose was is really important. And and that's what you mentioned, Jen, is ultimately it's about creating income. So for most people, the bulk of that income is going to fall into one of three categories. And we call that the three-legged stool of retirement income. And we just talked about Social Security before the break. That's obviously one for almost everybody. The second leg is a pension. And of course, those are um, fewer and far between these days. Uh, So if you do have pension benefits, congratulations. Mm. You certainly want to make the most of those, but a lot of our listeners don't. And so that means the third leg then has more pressure on it, and that is your nest egg. So how are you going to generate income out of that nest egg? Because those are really the three places, the three options that you have. So let's talk a little bit about how we can create lifetime income stream. As you mentioned with that three-legged stool, pensions is one of them, but not as many people have those pensions today. So how do we replace that leg of the stool if it's not there for some of us? Yeah, so uh, just like there's three legs to the stool, there are, when we talk about guaranteed lifetime income, there's really only three ways we can generate that. And two of those topics are the same in both. So Social Security, barring any governmental collapse, is something that is promised uh, as long as we live. And then uh, if you have a pension, um, that would be the second way. And as you talked about, a lot of people don't have those anymore. So there's really only one other option, and that would be some type of annuity that has a lifetime income guarantee to it. So an annuity is a way that you can have a contractual guarantee that that income is going to continue. And one of our beliefs is um, if you are thinking about your retirement spending and you've kind of figured out what is the bare bones minimum that you can get by on every month, not that that's actually what you're going to retire on, but if you actually kind of break down your expenses into the critical must-haves and then the would-like-to-haves, you know, the travel and, and entertainment and things like that, mm-hmm. we would love to see for every person that we work with, if we can build an income plan where all of your critical essential expenses are covered by some guaranteed lifetime income, we just believe we've seen with so many people how much comfort and security and peace of mind that that provides. And so if you um, don't have enough Social Security to cover those minimal expenses, then that is the type of situation where maybe an annuity with a guaranteed lifetime income stream could be a good fit for you. Pat, let's talk about what retirees need to know and soon-to-be retirees need to know about required minimum distributions from their retirement accounts. We need to know what the rules are for how we're getting that money out for our income in retirement, right? Absolutely. And this is one of those areas that there has always been tremendous confusion about, Jen. And lo and behold, the government has just passed a law that changes these rules. So we're expecting in the future for there to be even more confusion. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) But um, So the the basic idea of required minimum distributions, or RMDs, as they're often referred to, is that when you have money in an account that's growing tax-deferred, and the two most common accounts would be a traditional IRA or a 401k. So you're getting a tax break of some kind to put money in. It's accumulating tax-deferred, but eventually you'll pay taxes on it as you withdraw it. The government's idea is that's really not designed for you to just defer forever. It's designed for you to use in retirement. So the old rule was once you hit the age of 70 and a half, that you would have to start taking a required amount out every year. Now, the law that we're just waiting on details on says that that's going to be pushed to age 72. Um, So there's a little bit more flexibility there. Um, I'm sure we'll, in a future show, dig into that a little more and help Mm -hmm. people understand how that works. Uh, what you really want to make sure of is that you are taking those distributions. And if you can use them for income, then that's awesome. That's a very simple way to do that. If you don't need them for income, then that's an opportunity for planning. And you know, work with your retirement planner to have a smart strategy of how to use those monies in the best way possible. And that, the bottom line there is what we're talking about with required distributions is we're talking about your income plan, how you're going to generate income. And that's why we believe your retirement plan should be custom built and designed specifically for you. 
If you don't have a custom-built retirement plan, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. Just call 803-9-RETIRE to get started. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. And as you look at your phone, if it's easier to just punch in those numbers, 803-9-RETIRE is 803-973-8473. So, Pat, let's talk a little bit about ways to fill the gap. If there's a gap in income that you need for your lifestyle, for what you're hoping to do in retirement, is that the time to ask about an annuity or, or when is the right time to look at an annuity to see if it's right for you and what you need in retirement? Well, this is a topic that we really believe strongly in, Jen. And um, there's a, I've got a new term that I've, that I've read about um, this year that I really like for this. There's a author named Dr. Wade Fow uh, that has a really funny name, and but he's just a he's kind of a retirement income genius. So he coined this term GRIP. Uh, so G R I P stands for Guaranteed Retirement Income Percentage. So if you're thinking, you know, pick you know whatever that number is a month that you think you're going to want to have in retirement income, and then compare that to the guaranteed income sources, which would be Social Security and pension. So let's use an example. Let's say you want um, you have five thousand dollars of expenses that you know you need every single month to live on in retirement. And let's say your social security and your pension totals 4,000, okay? So your GRIP or GRIP is 80%. You've got 4,000 of the 5,000 a month covered by guaranteed retirement income sources. Now I would say 80% is pretty good actually, Jen. So, yeah. you know, so a lot of times people are a lot lower than that. So, but we've got a gap and that's what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. So, if you want that gap covered by something guaranteed, the only alternative left is an annuity that has a lifetime income guarantee. And so that's where we start with that concept. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have strong opinions about annuities. We believe that when you're custom building a plan, you want to consider all possible resources out there, but you don't want to assume any. So we have some clients that use annuities and we have a lot of clients that don't use annuities. And so it's all about figuring out what you're trying to accomplish and then determining if an annuity, you know, if you have that kind of a gap or a less than 100% grip, does an annuity make sense to help cover that income gap? So Pat, it seems like they do get a bad rap sometimes. You you think about some of the articles that you can find about annuities. Why do they seem to be so unpopular if they can be a useful tool to help us in retirement? You know, Jen, I was thinking about this recently, and I think maybe I have an idea for this. So okay. I'm going to test this on you, okay? <laughs> the, <laughs> the crazy thing about annuity is it's a word that means so many things to so many different people. It's almost like we're all talking a different language. Hmm. And so uh, I'm just going to pick this out of a hat, but you have kids and I have kids. Mine yes. are young. So my kids are in preschool right now. So when I say the word preschool, you have a, probably a pretty basic idea of what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's it's school for kids before school, right? right? Before so, kindergarten. Yep. Yeah, yeah, before kindergarten. Exactly. So now there's maybe different types of preschools, but we all have a basic idea. The problem with annuities is when I say the word annuity, every single person who's listening to the show right now immediately has something different that pops in their head. And the reason hmm. is because there are thousands of different kinds of annuities and so many of them have different reasons to exist and different purposes to exist. And maybe uh, each of us has had a different experience with an annuity where maybe we had a family member who got ripped off uh, by someone recommending an annuity and maybe we know someone someone else knows someone else who had income for life that they loved from their annuity so i think it's just this charged term because it's almost like we're all immediately thinking of something different mm-hmm. so there have been bad experiences with annuities and the two that i always think of are the old style annuities were permanent contracts. And and so we would use the term irrevocable, which literally means you put your money in and you can never touch it again. You have no control over it. Um, That's an older style annuity uh, because most people want more flexibility with their finances these days. And then the other is there's a type of annuity called a variable annuity that generally has many layers of fees to it. And that has, you know, as the information age has exploded, people have become more knowledgeable and realize that that just doesn't make sense to pay those fees. So it is important to understand an annuity if you're considering one, but there are all kinds of annuities that provide tremendous flexibility and much lower fees than some of those that that we would be concerned about. So uh, we are very much of the mindset that it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And once again, like I said, like I always say, we have some clients who don't use annuities at all, and we have some that use them in differing degrees, and it's all about 
custom creating that plan and building it for you. So once again, if you don't have a custom built plan, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a no cost, no obligation, five-step retirement review. And you just got to call us now to get started at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. You're listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Being fully prepared for the voyage does not keep storms from happening, but you can alter your course to avoid stormy weather or rough seas. We'll talk about how you can do that with your retirement savings coming up next. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. I'm happy to be here today alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he is the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. Retirewithpat.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Today, we are carrying out this analogy of preparing for a voyage, talking about how you should prepare for your retirement just like you would prepare for a voyage. And when you think about maybe going on a cruise, maybe, Pat, for us, that's more realistic than talking about boating. <laughs> let's let's just go on a cruise and have okay. someone else do this for us. But the thing is, no one before your cruise can promise you smooth sailing. And you can be as ready as you can for the voyage, but it's not going to stop bad weather from happening. So if you don't want to capsize, you have to alter your course to avoid that stormy weather or those rough seas. And that can happen, Pat. Sometimes they, they can make some changes with the planned route on a cruise to say, okay, here's what's developed. Let's work around this. What are some risks that could capsize our retirement? Yeah, this is a really good analogy, Jen, because like you said, just like in retirement, you know, we believe passionately in the value of having a comprehensive retirement plan, uh, but it's not like you are putting this plan in place and then you're putting it on the desk and saying, all right, everything's going to be perfect now yeah. and that's it, right? right? You need to have, you know, a team working with you and helping you monitor that plan and adjust that plan as time goes on, just like the captain of the ship would do that. However, um, the other great part about this analogy is there are things out of our control, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the stormy weather or the rough seas for the sea captain, they can't control those things. They can react or plan for them, but they can't control them. So mm -hmm. in my mind, I was thinking of, you know, what are the biggest things that I've experienced in 23 years that we've seen time and again? And the, the first one, I think it might be a little bit of a surprise, but, you know, rather than looking at outside forces, uh, I'm looking at more of things going on with each person and their family. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, certainly a divorce would be uh, very traumatic, um, not certainly not only emotionally, but financially as well. Right. And then, you know, family dynamics, you know, we've had clients that have had kids that have had drug problems, you know, all kinds of things that can happen in a family and you want to help your family financially. So that can dramatically affect um, you financially. So of course, that's something that you may not be able to foresee. So that's one that I thought of that we have dealt with and tried to help a lot of clients through over the years. The other two might be a, a less surprising. Uh, one of them certainly being stock market dropping dramatically or something like that, especially if you are heavily invested in the stock market right before or in retirement. And then the last one would be just unexpected or higher than expected healthcare costs or nursing care costs. All of those things are very difficult to plan for and can cost literally hundreds of thousands of dollars, which of course could have a massive effect on your retirement. And you know, Pat, we're living longer than any generation before us. What, what do we do to make sure we can protect our money from living a long life. If we live a long time in retirement, that's a lot of years of encountering all of these risks, and it's a lot of years to need income. Yeah, and what we found, Jen, when you study retirement is this is a double whammy in the sense that we're living longer and longer. Um, healthcare expenses are getting higher and higher. Mm. And the other thing that's not as well known is the average retirement age is getting earlier and earlier. So um, after the Second World War, the average retirement age was around 65, and that has slowly moved up to about 62. Now, this goes to the point I mentioned earlier is that sometimes that's not by choice. Um, sometimes that's by downsizing or for health reasons. But nonetheless, now you're seeing, you know, if it was in the 40s, you retired at 65 and you lived to your late 70s, you know, you've got 10 to 15 years you're covering financially. Now, if you're retiring at 62 and living to 92, 
that you've almost doubled or tripled the amount of time that your money has to last. So um, this is maybe a boring solution to say, Jen, but we just say one of the foundational beliefs we have is when you are dealing with retirement, you have to play the long game. You have to consider what happens if I live a really long time, if things get more expensive over that time, like regular inflation and like healthcare and things like that. And we just have to plan for it. And if that's part of your plan, then you can rest easy knowing that you have those things incorporated into uh, the things that you're doing. Um, if you don't have a plan for those kinds of things, then that should be stressful because those are the risks that you're taking by not being prepared for it. So, Pat, what is a comfortable amount of money for us to retire on if we are thinking maybe we'll live a long time? Is a million dollars, is that going to do it for most retirements now? Well, this is a fascinating one to me, Jen, because I get that question all the time, whether I'm in the office or outside the office, you know, when someone finds out that we do retirement planning. The other uh, kind of, I guess, similar question I get to that is when someone comes in for a meeting, um, sometimes they'll ask, you know, how does our situation compare to everyone else's? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know that there's anything wrong with asking that question. It's just a curiosity, I think, generally, Um, unless maybe they're thinking, you know, I think I'm better than everyone else and I want you to tell me. (laughs) that too. I don't know. (laughs) I like to think of it as just kind of curiosity. But um, the thing that's fascinating to me, Jen, is uh, when we're building a retirement plan, there are so many other factors involved other than your nest egg that um, it's a it's a completely impossible question to answer. Um, mm-hmm. Just think of a few few examples. Um, if someone retires at seventy five versus fifty five, they need a lot less saved, right? Um, if someone wants to spend three thousand dollars a month versus someone who spends ten thousand dollars a month, that's a huge difference. Um, another example is we have a few clients that have very you know considerable sized governmental pensions where they're maybe getting a pension of five six seven thousand dollars a month that's guaranteed for life. Well, that person needs less in their nest egg than others. Um, you know, what, how about just general lifestyle? How about have you paid off your mortgage or do you have a large mortgage payment? So we all have so many um, different individual factors, and um, so so that number uh, is really not critical to us. Um, we just want to. Make sure that you um, have what you need. And part of the reason that we actually set a minimum for our office, there's two reasons. One is um, just there's only so many hours in the day. And as much as we want to provide as much good information as we can, um, you know, we don't have enough advisors to meet with every single person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second reason is there are uh, regulatory reasons. You know, a lot of various types of savings and investment options have minimum net worth standards, and 250000 is one example of that. So that's a reason that we've kind of built that into our structure as a company. Uh, but we really don't care, you know, how how big someone's nest egg is uh, because it doesn't really matter. What we care about is, are you going to be okay and are you going to be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish? And the way to find that out is to put together an income plan for retirement. If you don't have one yet, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. Take advantage of our no-cost, no-obligation, five-step retirement review by calling now at 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved a at least $250,000 for retirement. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside the numbers 803-9-RETIRE. And just to give you the numbers as well, 803-973-8473. Pat, as we talk about some of the risks that we face heading into retirement, what about taxes? Do, do people realize how much of an impact taxes can have on their savings? And is that one of those overlooked risks? Well, I think it can be, Jen, especially because taxes in retirement are so, so different than, than when we're working. Because when most of us are working, you know, of course, we want to make as much income as we can. Um, and of course, the more income we have, then the more taxes we're going to pay. And that's just a, a logical, you know, conclusion to that. Uh, but what happens when you retire is for most people, it's the first time that you actually have control over how much income you're going to have every year and where it's coming from. Um, you know, a lot of people might have, let's take a married couple and they've got two uh, social security payments. Let's say they have one pension and let's say there's a couple of um, you know IRAs and 401ks and some savings in the bank. Well, there's all kinds of different places where you can draw that retirement income from and the taxation on those things might be very different. 
And so there's a lot more control than you realize is one point that I would make. And the second thing that I would mention, Jen, is that um, the biggest risk and maybe where it's not understood as well, the biggest risk is future change. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you talk to 100 tax experts or gurus, I would say probably right now, either 99 or one, all 100 of them would say the next time tax laws change, that tax rates are going to go up. So the question is, how much are they going to go up? And so are you prepared for that? And have you done planning that's proactive uh, in case that happens? That's a question that a lot of our clients are asking and that we're doing planning for right now. And that's an interesting point when you bring up how things keep changing, whether it's tax policy or you talked a little bit earlier in the show, some of the changes that are just coming out with passage of new legislation that involves required minimum distribution and there are other changes that are taking effect as well. With these things changing so often and tax policy changing all the time with new administrations, how do you create a plan that can work around all of them? There are a lot of unknowns here when we look at the future of legislation and fiscal policy and tax policy. Yeah, there's a lot wrapped up in that, Jen. And I think, you know, the starting point you have to go with is, you know, the initial planning that you're doing, you kind of have to um, just assume, you know, where we stand right now. And the reason for that is um, that uh, I've yet to meet anyone that actually has the crystal ball that works, Mm. unfortunately. So um, there are a number of things that we think are pretty obvious that will change in the future as far as finance goes. So for example, uh, the next time tax rates change, I think we all think there's there's a good chance those are going to go up. Take Social Security, for example. If there's a change in Social Security, I don't think it's going to be that people get more money out of Social Security because of its funding. So I think if anything, if it changes, there's going to be some type of reduction there or higher tax. So those are things that we think we probably know. Uh, but what we want to do with your plan initially is we just want to we want to make sure that uh, it's planned based on where we stand today. Then the next step is, and this is kind of fun for us because we're kind of financial geeks, um, but then we call it a stress test. And so what we can do is work with you and just figure out what are the areas that could challenge your plan the most? What are the areas you're most concerned about? Let's say taxes is an area you're really concerned about. Well, now we can stress test your plan and we can say, okay, what if in a few years um, there's another administration in office and they decide, to raise interest rates considerably, well, we can go in your plan and we can stress test your plan against those tax rates. We can stress test your plan against the stock market crash. Uh, We can test your plan against um, higher inflation rates. Um, We can test it against uh, an expensive nursing care stay. And so all of those things can be planned for. And so you can really see the results. And uh, when we have someone, Jen, that comes in that's really done a phenomenal job of planning and they don't really, you know, it looks like everything's going to be fine. That's often one of the first things that they ask us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one wants to just kind of rest on their laurels. They want to know, okay, it looks like we're in good shape. Now let's make absolutely sure we're in good shape. So let's make sure we test against all these kinds of things. Right. So that's kind of step two. The third thing that I would mention, Jen, is this just, Uh, reinforces the value of having a planner that you work with, not only today, but in the future, building a relationship with someone. And a great example is these laws that just changed. The changes to the required distribution laws are good, I think, and beneficial for a lot of people. Uh, But they also changed the laws on what happens with your retirement accounts after you pass away, and it goes to the next generation. And that's a huge disadvantage. Well, you may not hear about those types of things, or you may not know the type of planning to do unless you have a planner that you can trust that you've built a relationship with. And so those are the kinds of things that we are always making sure we're watching out for, and we're making sure we're letting our clients know about so they know that they're not going to miss anything. And hopefully, Hopefully, once again, that provides a tremendous value and a tremendous peace of mind for them. And that's all, again, part of that custom-built retirement plan and having a review of that plan and making sure that's up-to-date at all times. To take advantage of an opportunity to look into that for yourself, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We call it our five-step retirement review. It's available at no cost and no obligation if you call 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE. As captain of your retirement, you're the one who makes the plans to address all of the potential risks that we've been talking about. But who will steer the ship if something happens to the captain? We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Stay with us.
Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. I'm happy to be here today alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He's the author of the best-selling book, Save Your Retirement. RetireWithPat.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Again, that's RetireWithPat.com. On the show today, we're helping you take over the helm as the captain of your retirement. It is up to you to make those plans to help address all the potential financial risks as you embark on this journey, this voyage through retirement. But who steers the ship if something happens to the captain? Pat, this is a tough one. It's tough to face our own mortality. It can be hard to make plans when we think about our reaction to a a cancer or an Alzheimer's diagnosis. How do you help guide people through some of those difficult conversations and some of the tough decisions that follow something like that? Yeah, it's it's really one of those things, Jen, that um, there are topics that are a lot more fun to talk about. It's a lot yeah. more fun to talk about, hey, what do you want to do when you retire? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, what's on That's the bucket list? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, this is real life and this is part of the plan. And, um, you know, the two phrases we use is we, we always want all of our clients in their planning. We want to hope for the best, but we also need to plan for the worst. Mm-hmm. And then the other analogy I use is just when you think of like a football game, there's offense and defense. And of course, offense is you know what makes the headlines typically and you know makes the highlight reels uh, but defense is just as important because it's half of the game so um, the offense in your retirement plan is generating income it's investing and things like that and what you're talking about here is healthcare and estate planning and what happens if i get sick or what happens if i pass away and those are very difficult conversations but i've found jen that um, it's one of those things that it's just a it's just a necessary thing to get done and it's a tremendous uh, our human nature is tremendous at procrastinating these types of topics mm, yeah. and I have very successful we have so many very successful clients that have saved well and invested well and are smart and know they need to plan and they just need us to kind of poke them and as we're going through the planning process you know we identify these things and when they come back in okay did you take care of that no we didn't take care of that yet thanks for reminding me okay we'll get it done yep. and so it's just having that extra person there to nudge you and I will you know this is a guilty admission, um, Jen, but this is one of those things where uh, Janelle and I, uh, I think, waited too long to get this stuff done, too, because it's yeah. just one of those things that, you know, on a daily basis, you're not thinking about these types of things mm-hmm. or you don't want to, um, but it's just a matter of getting it done. And it does need to be reviewed, but it's not like it's something you're talking about all the time. It's just kind of, you know, sitting down getting the plans in place and then knowing they're in place. And then if you need to change it later, you can, but a lot of time you don't need to. So let's talk a little bit about those plans that we need to put in place. What are some steps we should take so we can make sure our wishes are followed no matter what ends up happening to us? Yeah, I mean, to me, Jen, we're really just talking about a comprehensive estate plan. So um, the first step is just having basic legal documents in place. Um, So for most people, it's either going to be a will or a trust. And that, you know, I'm not an attorney, so I can't, you know, say which one is best for each person. Sure. Um, But a lot of our clients are just looking for something straightforward and simple. So a simple will can take care of that. Uh, So those types of documents are going to say what you want to happen if you pass away. Most of the time when we talk to attorneys, they recommend people also have a durable power of attorney and a healthcare power of attorney. And those are just documents that say, hey, if I'm unable to sign for my own documents, this is who I want to allow to do that. Uh, so those are really important to have. Uh, most of the time you want to have some type of end of life document, you know, that's going to say, you know, if you are at the end of life, what you want done. And it's just something that's good for your family to have. So they know, you know, that's it's something you've thought about and they're not worried about, are we doing what mom or dad wanted. Um, So that's really important. And then we also want to think about uh, making sure all of your beneficiaries and all of your ownership on your accounts are set up properly as well. And it's a little known fact that um, that actually uh, is actually going to be prioritized over your will and trust. So you mm-hmm. really need to make sure that those things are, are up to date. That's one of the parts of our comprehensive review that we help our clients make sure is set up. And then the final thing I'll mention, Jen, is this often gets lost in the kind of messiness of all the various topics we talk about, which is a lot of what we talk about is what if you live a really long time? How do we create your income? And then we switch over to what happens after you're all gone. But something that 
that gets lost there that's so important is what if one spouse passes away? And what we find is that it's so common. It's not always the wife that um, survives her spouse, but it is very common. And there's just massive financial changes that happen there. And we just want to make sure if one spouse passes away, that surviving spouse is going to be okay. Uh, we need to make sure that there's income prepared for that spouse. We need to make sure that they have a relationship with a planning team so they have someone they can go to so they don't have to worry about being taken advantage of. Um, there's so many important uh, pieces there, that, Jen, that we think that's just uh, something that's missed that's really important when we think about making sure that things happen the way you want to happen. Let me just go ahead and give the phone number if you have questions about that part of the planning process. 803-9-RETIRE is how you can reach Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE or 803-973-8473. Pat, another area that we need to think about that we need to be protecting our income from would also be health care costs. It, it kind of goes along with what we were talking about here but in order to make sure that our wishes are followed and that we can leave things behind or that our spouse will have enough income, we have to protect our income from health care costs and those types of things to begin with. So how do you account for $285,000 in health care costs in retirement? Because those are the estimates that we're seeing today. Well, it's a great um, transition there, Jen, because there's nothing that we want to talk about less than what happens if we die or what happens if we get sick, yeah. right? And especially what happens if we get sick and then we have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for care. Right. These are really not fun topics to talk no. about, uh, but it's reality. And it's one of the biggest concerns that a lot of our clients have. And there is no, we always say there's no easy button. You know, there was, you know, one of the office stores used to have an easy button in their commercials. Yeah. There is no easy button for retirement planning and there's no easy button for healthcare. Um, so the reality is, is it's just part of the planning that needs to happen. And, um, you know, we uh, are not health insurance brokers or anything like that. Um, but what we want to do is we want to be able to help you understand how it fits into your overall plan. So we have a health care and insurance area of your plan. It's one of the five areas of our retirement review. And uh, generally speaking, for most people, it's going to cover three things. The first one is, you know, most people qualify for Medicare. And for most people, that, that uh, kicks in at age 65. So just making sure you understand how that works and that we're prepared for that. The second piece then is um, private health insurance. So will you have a need for private health insurance? So that would come up most often if you're planning to retire before 65. Uh, or we have uh, a number of clients that are married, and let's say one of the spouses is older and they're going to retire at 65, but they lose spousal health care benefits and their spouses say 62. So now we've got a gap there. Um, and so, of course, uh, you know, if you've priced these things, that health insurance can be very, very expensive. So it's, it's something that needs to be budgeted for. And then uh, the third area of health healthcare that we haven't yet talked about then is long-term care. Um, so that goes above and beyond healthcare. That's, you know, more like uh, you mentioned Alzheimer's. So some type of custodial care someone might need. So all three of those areas are really important. And really, it's just a matter, Jen, of, of discussing it and planning for it and making sure you're prepared if something happens. So, Pat, let's talk about where we can find the right help here, because there are a lot of changes that we have to deal with when it comes to, like we talked about earlier, new legislation, changes in tax policy. There are also a lot of risks. What kind of help is out there to help us navigate some of these choppy waters in retirement? Well, the main thing uh, that we always want to start with, Jen, and again, this this is not exciting information, but it's just something that we hope our listeners hear and remember, which is when you're trying to figure out where to get information or who can help you, always go back to what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, and that's the most important thing. It's, and that the reason for that is no one can provide all of the perfect financial advice. No one can provide all of the you know financial planning or investment advice for every single person and be perfect at it. It's just there's just no way to do that. So you have to figure out what you're focused on. So an example of that is most financial professionals would fall into one of two categories, um, either being an accumulation advisor or wealth advisor, and uh, the other option would be a retirement planner. So if you are a long way away from your goal, if you are in your 20s and 30s and probably most of your 40s and you're planning for retirement, your real goal is to save and invest and to grow that money as much as you can. And that's where an accumulation 
advisor or investment advisor can be very helpful. And that's not really our focus. Our focus is when you are retired or you are kind of within range. And so, you know, I know another company coined the term the retirement red zone. And that's a great example of that. If you're within five or 10 years of retirement and I, you know, sometimes people ask me if I'm out of the office, well, who normally hires you or who do you work with? And I, I say, you know, what's very common is it's just someone is, who's been working hard, who's been saving and investing. And at some point, the light bulb kind of goes on. They say, you know what? We've been talking about retirement. Now I'm X number of years or months away, and I think it's time to get serious about that. Maybe we should go talk to someone who has an expertise in that area. And that's what we do. Um, what we do on a day-to-day basis, every single day, all of our planners, is we're working with people who are retired or preparing to retire. So we are helping you to and through retirement. And so that's the difference is figuring out um, you know, what type of person or team that you need and then finding the ones that are a good fit for you. Pat, if we haven't started making all the plans for our retirement voyage, or maybe we do have some of the plans, we just want to make sure they're adequate and they will get us to where we're trying to go, what advice do you have if that's where we are? Well, uh, you know, the, the, uh, when we go to a very basic level, Jen, the first thing that we all need to do is kind of assess where we are right now. And so if you're thinking about, you know, I, I really don't know where I stand for retirement and we're going to the very basic level, what we need to do is we need to look at, okay, what are your goals? So do you have an idea when you want to retire? Do you have an idea of what that might cost? Uh, and by the way, a lot of people don't know exactly those terms and that's okay. That can be talked out, you know, with your retirement planner. And then what are the resources you have? And you probably have more resources than you realize. You know, sometimes people think, oh gosh, I, I started late. I haven't invested much. Um, but you have things on your side. Uh, if you're still working, you have the ability to earn income. You have the ability to save money and invest money. Uh, you have whatever nest egg you've already built up. You have, uh, maybe you have equity in your home. Um, you have social security benefits. We need to look at your social security benefits and see where those stand. Um, maybe you have pension benefits. Um, so a lot of people have a lot more than they realize. And so I think that's good and helpful and valuable and very encouraging a lot of the time. And then uh, what we want to do from there, Jen, is then we want to do an analysis to your point of, well, where do you stand? Are you going to be okay? And that's the reason we offer that five-step retirement review for most people that actually ends up being a couple of meetings because the first one, um, there's no way that we can analyze your situation you know, in the first meeting. So we're really usually only meeting for 45 minutes or an hour, and we're just kind of getting to know you and learning about your situation and your resources and what you're looking to accomplish. And if it seems like we might be able to provide you some good guidance, then we'll do a preliminary analysis, which is our five-step retirement review that we do not charge for. And that's an opportunity to get back together and to show you where you stand. And of course, we love giving good news and telling you you're right on track or you're ahead of schedule. Uh, but if you're not, then, you know, that's that's important information that you need to know. And when we don't like giving that information, but uh, people have told us how helpful it is uh, when we do. Um, th- so that's an opportunity to really see where you stand. And it's really kind of the first step, Jen, to creating a custom-built retirement plan. That's why we offer it absolutely no cost and no obligation. To get started, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that number again is 803 803- nine retire just mention the save your retirement radio show to take advantage of one of the spots we reserve specifically for listeners of the show at 803 nine retire you've been listening to save your retirement with pat struby thank you so much for joining us today that number again is 803 nine retire or 803 973-8473. Be sure to tune in again next week. You'll hear some more insights from Pat then. We're glad you spent some time with us here today, and we hope you have a great week. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialists is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.